the Triangle Podcast here on Couch Guys Sports, on Twitter, on Instagram at Couch Guys Sports, the network is CouchGuysSports.com. Been a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, It's been a little bit. It's our first post-Liam show, which is kind of sad. Big Al over there, Derek Scali here. Um, I blame Liam. I I couldn't get over it. No, 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 no. We're going to start this right here. Okay. So for all the loyal listeners that actually want to know what happened, Jared would text back and forth. Jared and I texted each other because we knew that Liam wasn't going to be a part of this anymore. Liam, we love you, and you know we're always going to love you. But Jared – no, 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 no. You're getting your moment. So Jared texted me, I think this was two or three weeks ago, and we were like, hey, do you want to record? I say, no problem. I wait for him. Jared doesn't come on. Strike one against Jared. And ghosted now, he, 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 Jared ghosted me, yes. Week two, okay, the following week, Jared texts me, hey, my bad. That's completely on me. What time do you want to record after your podcast, Legends Lingo? I say, anytime after, let's do it. No response from Jared for a week. Ghosted then twice. I get another response from Jared saying, hey, I suck, and you do suck for this. You, you do suck. This is your shame moment right now. You are feeling the shame. And finally, we're back. Post Liam. But just to conclude all that, Jared sucks. This is Jared's fault. I was ready to record. This is all Jared. You know what I was doing? You know what I was doing? I got the, we had to bank up some topics over the course of the Oh, week. don't give me the excuses. Don't even go there. Don't you know, the, even... Celtics, the Celtics are doing really well. We were just talking about it pre-show, right? Celtics we, we are the best team in the NBA, tied with the Lakers, so that's a huge success. The Patriots are being the Patriots. And the Bruins are even playing well, too. They're, everyone's in first place. Everyone's doing well. I think we just wanted to let the Red Sox topics breathe for a little bit. That's all. You, you, all keep, we're doing. you, you keep telling yourself that. Oh, we're doing oh, oh, we're back, baby. We are back. We are back. Jared, how are you? How's life? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be back with you. It's just it didn't feel right to not have our once a week 30 to 45 minute to 60 minute conversation. I miss that. I value that. I treasure that. I mean, you still have a place in our heart. You do. We miss you. All right. Next up, J.D. Martinez. Let's get off of shaming me here. Um, <laughs> he can't take the heat. No, I love the heat. It's okay. It's okay. But J.D. Martinez is back, just like us. J.D. Martinez is back. Uh, we're going to try to do – I guess we can kind of do this in chronological order of the topics we have to talk about. J.D. Martinez was the first news to break post-World Series, obviously had his deadline. He opted in. No-brainer. I think we all probably saw that one coming. Yep. Um, why leave, what, 24 and change on the table? Um, Correct. Why, why do that? That's stupid. Um, this basically all but tells us Mookie Betts is out here, out of here long term, um, as well. So unless they really make some magic here, um, and we'll get to the magic that needs to be happened by our good friend Bloomy, who was also hired. Um, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But JD Martinez, Al, he's back, opts in, going to be the DH for the Red Sox in 2020. Has another opt out after 2020, so we'll do this all over again next winter. Um, but for now. Outlook for 2020, it's a good thing or a bad thing that he's back on the Red Sox lineup. Absolute good thing. Because like you just said, with J.D. Martinez opting in this year, you know Mookie Betts is probably going to be out the door in some sort of trade. So if you're going to lose Mookie Betts, like we said multiple times, why are you going to lose Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez in the same offseason? At least with Martinez back in the fold, that gives you a middle-of-the-bat lineup that you can depend on to help guys like Devers and Bogarts while still trying to find those pieces to replace Mookie Betts, whether it's MLB-ready talent, whether it's 
highly tout, highly touted prospects. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be, Martinez opting in is a good thing. And like you said, who is really going to get J.D. Martinez? Who is going to make a play for him? The Chicago White Sox? Does he really want to go to a, the Windy City and win 70 to 80 games a year? No. It was the smartest decision for him. Take the money. Be in a winning culture. Glad to have J.D. back in 2020. And and, and this has been talked about a little bit, too, over the course of, of weeks here since he d- did opt in. He can kind of stranglehold the Red Sox here a little bit about staying in the Red Sox uniform because he can decide the three teams he doesn't want to be traded to in his, like, kind of makeshift no-trade clause. Um, now, out of all the teams in Major League Baseball, you right away cut out all of the National League who doesn't need him, yep. right, because he's really a DH at this point. I think the Red Sox are the only team that are going to even be willing to let him play the outfield uh, at this point in his career. And then you take off all the AL teams that don't need a DH, and there's probably like three or four teams left who potentially could even be a fit other than the Red Sox. Um, he puts those three teams on his list, and then bam, look, hey, the Red Sox, I guess we're going to keep you. No one wants you. We can't trade you. Look at that. I wonder how that worked out. I didn't see that coming, J.D. So, look, he's going to be on the roster 2020. Him and Devers are going to be a, a 3-4 punch here with Xander and, and probably Benintendi leading off because Mookie won't be here. Um, sounds like J.D. Uh, JBJ might be traded too. So, like, roster will be a little different next year. But, you know, that Raphael Devers, Xander Bogarts, and J.D. Martinez are your 3-4-5 hitters next year, and, and we'll go from there. Um, but this doesn't surprise me. I mean, again, if you came into this year on this offseason expecting him to not opt in, you really believed in the Red Sox weren't actually going to stay under the salary cap, like our luxury tax. Um, there, there was no way that was going to happen. And there was want, no way that was going to happen. You want a competitive team right now, which obviously Boston's going to want, because like we talked about too, the Bruins, the Celtics, the Patriots, they're all in first in their respective divisions, in their respective sports, and the Red Sox are lagging behind in a clear last place right now. So what's the quickest way to do it? Get Major League talent ready to go and give yourself a chance to build a World Series contender like you did in 2018, and that cannot happen without J.D. Martinez. I, I think next year could potentially still have that bridge feel to it, even with J.D. opting in. Um, the bullpen, the pitching, that's got to get fixed or they're screwed, um, and that's not really an overnight fix. My my scared skepticism here with what's going on is that it's going to be a bridge year because of Heim, Heim Bloom. Is that how you say it? Um, yeah. Yep. So Heim. because yep. of Heim Bloom being hired, which we'll get to in two seconds, like that – scares me about J.D. opting in. Great. That wasn't a decision that Heim would have made. I feel like Heim would have won him out the door and, and start turning us into the Tampa Bay race. So you, you see what he can do um, and, and the decisions he's got to make. But J.D. opting in almost confirms to me next year might even be a bridge year, even with Mookie Betts off the team. Now, I don't think the Red Sox will let him go into next year without a contract or being traded. I don't think Mookie Betts is playing the last year of his deal in a Red Sox uniform. It wouldn't make much sense because then it's like the Red Sox are going to get nothing for him. So why are you going to let Mookie walk, test free agency, get a big contract somewhere else in an Atlanta, in a Los Angeles, and then you get nothing for him? Then you're just left with a big void. If you're going to get rid of him, if he's going to leave, get something for him. Yeah. You have to. Otherwise, that's just setting you back a big step compared to all the other teams in the American League East and the American League in general. Yeah, and next year, like to be fair, next year they're better with Mookie than without. Like We know that. Um, especially now that J.D. opted in. Um, and they could play the and, – and this comes to the high and bloom conversation. Like He could play the I want to win next year, let's build around these guys, and then let's try to convince Mookie to stay, and then we pay more than we should. you know. Um, and you know they could easily afford him and J.D. both next year if they just decide to not be babies and pay the, the stupid luxury tax, which we all know they can afford. So when it comes to the Mookie Betts situation, I just want them to keep him, but – 
I don't think it's going to happen. And the only way to get anything for him is to trade him now uh, because some team will try the Kawhi Leonard situation. Atlanta Braves, trade for him, right? Trade for Mookie Betts, get him for a year, make that team better next year, who was already really good this year. Um, he's already expressed interest in staying in Atlanta. It makes it even easier. Trade for him, give up whatever you need to, get Mookie Betts, maybe win a title next year, and then try to convince him to stay after that um, and go from there. And that, that's a play that if you're the Atlanta Braves, you might take. You might go for that. Give give the Red Sox some young stuck prospects. You have uh, maybe one guy off the major league roster that you can afford to lose that will help the Red Sox next year and moving forward. At the same time, you're getting Mookie Betts. Exactly, and at the same time, too, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Josh Donaldson didn't accept his qualifying offer from the Braves, so he's nope. testing free agency. So that's just more money that can be freed up to lure Mookie into Atlanta for a year and have a chance at winning an NL pennant and maybe a World Series. Yeah, and, and we know he's a winner. He's an, he's an AL MVP. He, he has that talent, and, and it, it's kind of what they're missing, to be honest. Um, it's what the Braves missing is that understanding of how to win. So it might be a good fit. And that, and that kind of brings us to talking about Heimbloom. So we haven't been on – Again, my bad, since Bloom was hired. Um, and so the hiring is interesting, right? Because I, overall, I like the signing, right? Because what he's known for, and he's been with Tampa Bay forever. He's been with the Rays, like, for, what, 15, 16 years? And he's kind of worked his way up in that organization. So he understands what it takes to win and build a solid team with no money at all, like zero. They might be in the negative because of that ballpark. Like, they don't bring in any money. That feels a dump. Trap can feels dump. Trash. How fun, how fun do you think it is for him to walk in and go, wow, I get to go to Fenway for work now and not have to go to Tropicana anymore? Well, yeah, fine, yeah, I'll do that. Well, what's funny is, is during his press conference, someone asked him about that, and he joked and said, well, we're not doing this uh, press conference in Tropicana. There's actually people here. So he was making fun of the fact oh, that he – it, it was incredible. He was making fun of his old, you know, workplace, and now all of a sudden he's with the Red Sox and he's all gung-ho for it, so – I'm in on him already. Yeah, I think this is part of – I think this might have been one of their top choices. And I think as soon as they interviewed him, they said, like, he was right up there and this is who they wanted. And it was great, right? Took a little shot. It was a, hey, hey, uh, yeah. I mean, there's more people here that I've ever talked to in my entire career at Tampa Bay. So, like, this, this is great. This is phenomenal. Um, and, and all joking aside, right, you know, he made light of what it was. It's a press conference. It's get to know me. But he's got some really tough decisions to make. And you hired a guy whose background is to put together a farm system – get the right guys who will play hard and not necessarily make a lot of money, that's not going to work here. You need to bring in top talent. You need to be a contender every year. And, yeah, the Rays are good the last couple of years. But at the same time, they are not. They didn't do, They didn't win. They didn't win the big moments. And they, we all knew that they didn't have the firepower to beat the Astros or the Yankees. We just knew that no. uh, at the end of the day. And that's what he needs to overcome. And, now, granted, I'd be intrigued. It's almost like the Billy Bean syndrome, right? What can you do when you actually get a checkbook in your hand saying, here, you have money to spend, right? Um, and that's what Dave Dombrowski was good at, spending the money. Yes. If you could put his ability to sign free agents with this dude's ability to actually build a farm system, you'd be in a good spot. So not to knock him yet. He hasn't done anything bad. I can't be mad at him for not spending money. He hasn't done, he hasn't had a chance to yet. So Correct. this offseason will be intriguing. Um, to see what he can do in a very quick turnaround time. Obviously, we're only a few months away from spring trading now, Al. Like it, it's a quick turnaround. Um, and, and you look at what he has to do in a short amount of time. Bullpen. Still sucks. Still terrible. Yep. Uh, starting rotation. Needs some help. Um, I know our very own Nick Qualia here, the couch guy, keeps suggesting trading David Price. Who knows? Um, could be an option. Uh, I don't like the idea. Me then, because I'm on Quag's side for that, because you know what? I think trading David Price 
Granted, I know how good Price is, and we know how good he was in the back half of 2018 and in 2019 before he got injured. But, Jared, honestly, it's the most logical solution. Price is in the back half of his deal. You free up money. You're going to get something decent for David Price because it's not Are like – Who's you, at this point, Who's at this, point, at this point, because now that he's exercised his playoff demons, you're going to get something for him. You're not going to get like a mid-level prospect. You're going to get something decent for Price. What's his no trade clause situation like? I'm against this. I want him here. Um, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I would have some, to look that up. He has some say, I think. And like he said, he wants to be here. He opted in for a reason. He wants to stay. Could have opted out and left and went somewhere else. You want that guy here? But if you're going to trade anyone, trade Chris Hill. Like. Uh, not, not, now you're talking at my heartstrings. Yeah, that's, Trey, that, that's, Trey, Trey Chris Hill. Uh, Look, Jesus. David Price right now is a more reliable, legitimate pitcher than Chris Hill is. Um, you're probably going to get the same amount you will for like a 60-70% damage Chris Hill than you will for 100% David Price. You're going to get the same thing. And if you can prove it all that Chris Hill is healthy, bye-bye. See ya. Keep David Price. Uh, you're not going to be able to trade Valdi. He's yours. You're stuck with him. You signed him. Yep. So he's in your lineup. Eduardo Rodriguez had the most wins last year and proved that he can do it. So there's a, there's a starter there. But if you can trade Betts and Chris Sale to bring in some legit prospects and start another young starter to put right in that rotation, there are some decent – there is some decent prospects in our own system now, but you know, it's got to get figured out, and there's options. And this is, again, what I wanted to talk about. Hunt Bloom's job sucks right now. It's all, it's all fuddy-duddy. It's all fairies. It's all princesses and unicorns. Yeah, I'm working at Fenway Park. Dude, you got to decide if you want to trade Mookie Betts. you got to decide if you want to trade Chris Sale or David Price. You now have J.D. Martinez on the books for a year. You have a bullpen that Dave Dombrowski made miserable, and now you have to fix and you're respond. Oh, and by the way, by the way, your owners don't want you to pay too much money for it, and they gave you an allowance. Good luck. Yeah, so have fun with that. That's a, that's a little project you have to do. Well, have welcome to Boston. We'll talk to you in February when you go to Fort Myers, okay? Figure it out. Yeah. In all seriousness, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be in Liverpool watching our soccer team play. <laughs> It was dirty. We're going to go spend our money out there. We'll talk back in, like, January. Cool. We'll come back. All right. Awesome. Maybe at winter weekend. But the thing is, I think we both can agree. <laughs> we both can agree. Mookie Betts is pretty much gone. I think I we mean, can pretty much. If they figure out a way to keep him, God bless him. I'll give you the high yeah. blue all the money he wants to now. If you can figure out how to keep Mookie Betts here. But I'm pretty sure he's gone. Okay. So we both agree pretty much Mookie Betts is gone. The starting pitching is interesting, like you said, because, like you said, you're not going to get rid of Yavaldi. Rodriguez took a step in the right direction last year, increasing his win total. So, obviously, he was your most reliable starter last year. Porcello's gone. You know Rick Porcello's not going to be back in a Red Sox uniform. So, it's going to be interesting to see how they fill that fifth spot. Will they depend on a guy like Brian Johnson? Probably not. Hope not. But And then, obviously, the main question is, who do you want? Do you want David Price or do you want Chris Sale for the rest of their contracts? And then, do you trade the other one? So I would hate to be in Bloom's position right now, but once the dust settles and once those decisions are actually made, then he's actually going to enjoy being in an organization that can give him a checkbook and say, do what you want with it, bring us a world championship, just like Dombrowski did. And, you, I mean, you know in their interviews, like, as much as they won't tell you, they had to pose some of these theories, right? Like, hey, what would you do? What, do you, what are you thinking? Like, what would be your course of action for us if you were to come on board? Because they're not going to hire him if they doesn't have a plan. And he laid something out, I'm sure, that they liked and, and heard. And he knows that they actually, you know what I mean, like, probably won't be able to follow through all of it. But he has an idea of what he wants to accomplish. And look, in two years, you might be sitting here and go, wow, in two years, Bloom turned this from a, a one-and-done World Series veteran contender to a, hey, a really good young core with a prospecting, a prospect farm system again that used to resemble, that resembles the old days. Like, in two years, we might be saying that because this guy's supposedly that good. And if he can do that in two years, that's a, I'm, that's, I'm happy with that. Because – 
if you can restock this farm system and, and get this back to what it was, plus they'll be a contender in two years with, without losing a lot of baseball games in the meantime, I'm happy. Might have won a World Series in the next two years, but that's fine because look at the gaps in between all the others. What I have a chance to basically turn the next the Red Sox into what the Patriots are, only on a smaller scale because the Patriots are just stupidly good. Yeah. Um, so like, I want to be able to know that like every year my team is going to be in the postseason and have a chance to go to the ALCS and the real season starts then. That's what I want. It's funny how you mentioned the Astros because we're going to talk about them in a second. Yeah, but those cheating bastards. Bunch of cheaters. But, yes, if it's a bridge year next year, maybe you sneak into a wild card spot. Maybe you compete for the division. Maybe. that's a, That is also a strong maybe. So let's preface that right now. But if you can start in 2021 and have that consistent winning like you just talked about, yeah. I'll take suffering for one more year to give five good years of making a push for a World Series title. Because the Red Sox can do it. They have a lot of young talent that's proven themselves already. They just need to fix bits and pieces. That's it. Well, and the thing is, it is bits and pieces, right? You went from 118 wins to crap in a year. 84, with, I think. With basically the same roster, right? You know your offense is going to produce. J.D.'s back. Um, I think long-term he stays. I think if you can prove the team's going to be good and you're going to pay him, um, I don't think J.D.'s going anywhere long-term. He, he wants to stay here, he too. He said he wants to be here. So, like, that's that's going to be your cog until he probably retires. Um, Rafael Devers has proven that he can hit the crap out of the ball and he's becoming a stud. So, like, he almost makes Mookie Betts a little more expendable to get stuff to long-term. Xander Bogart signed a team-friendly deal. Um, ben Tenney's probably not going anywhere, and that's fine. Like, he's a solid outfielder. He's not the superstar we all thought he might be, but that's okay. Um and now you might you're gonna have to figure out the outfield because it sounds like JBJ is on his way out too, um, which is fine because you'll probably get something for Jackie Bradley. Oh, you will. Like people, are, I think are really underestimating what his value is around the league. Some contender will pay you a lot to get his defense and think, oh, I can fix JBJ. Yeah, I can fix his hitting. We'll figure it out. Like I want your defense. Come play for us. So like you might get some top level prospects just for trading JBJ, which sounds like it's a foregone conclusion at this point for what we've been hearing. I mean, the last couple like the last month or so, it sounds like he's out the door. Which is about damn time. Good. Get him out of here. Should happen like three years ago. So there's a lot on the list. There's going to be a lot of moving parts starting in the next couple of weeks, really. Um, I think a lot of things are going to happen. Um, I wouldn't expect any fireworks till spring training because that's apparently how MLB free agency works now. It's just slow as hell and doesn't nothing happens until it matters. I mean, Dallas Keuchel didn't sign until the season started. So um, there, there's a lot of moving parts there. Um but look, I think we can both say here confidently that the new chief baseball officer, Time Bloom, weird title, they made that up on the spot, um, is, has, has a shit ton of work to do, and it's going to be very difficult for him to figure this out. But they have confidence in him, and it's, he has the track record of building a sustainable product without spending a lot of money. I'll give him a year or two to see what he can do with money. And even then, we're joking aside, right, Al? Luxury tax number is still more money than the Rays have ever spent in their lifetime. So he'll still have more money than he's used to working with, and I think that's okay with the Red Sox because they're already committing signing this guy and bringing this guy in to run the baseball ops. They're admitting they're okay with a bridge year or two to get this to where they want it to be. And they've said that. They've said, I want to be the Astros, essentially. So. Innovator, risk taker, can build up a farm system. The three things that you want in a guy. Ian Bloom has all that. So, like you said, get to work. Grab your lunch pail. Let's see what you got. There's a lot of talk about him being like the next Theo. Y- young guy, Ivy League guy. It, it makes sense. 
Yeah. If you're not going to get Theo, why not get the fake Theo? Best way possible. The, the cheaper version of Theo. Cheap, cheaper version of Theo. Uh, knock off Theo. It's like the uh, streets of New York. Buy him on the side of the road. There you go. 50 cents for every dollar. We'll see a dollar market basket. Uh, only people in Boston area will get that joke. Uh, all right. Last topic on Stamp Cheaters. Uh, I mentioned I want to be the Houston Astros. Talent-wise, I do. And let's preface this whole conversation. There's a whole entire conversation with they didn't need to cheat. They're good enough without it. They're World Series contenders without cheating. But they're a lot better at home, and now we understand why. So yep. lay it all out there, background. I think everyone's read up on it by now. It's not illegal to steal signs in baseball. It's not. But it's illegal to use a camera to do it. And that's what they were doing. Houston Astros stuck a damn camera right in center field. And had it hooked up to a monitor in the dugout, not too discreet. Um, and every time they knew what was coming, they would bang a trash can. Again, how did nobody catch on to this? This not this is I don't I, again this isn't really the most foolproof version of um, like steel signing. Like literally, any, you saw a fastball coming, and all you just hear is a trash can. Altuve, it's coming. That was it. How did we not catch on to that? I don't understand it. Was it like one taps for changeup, two for fastball? I don't know. Um, it makes so much sense. Now we're hearing that it was obviously the World Series year. It wasn't happened. Former players coming out saying and confirming it. Alex Cora. Alex Cora, yes, that guy, your manager of the Boston Red Sox. That guy is apparently a main cog in all of it. Him and uh, new, newly acquainted Mets manager Carlos Beltran. Um, apparently is a huge cog in what happened and the scheming of this cheating scandal. So all I can say, and I, I believe it, like he was probably, he was there, he's the bench coach, of course he knew about it. It's like Belichick not knowing about the plate of football. Duh, you knew about it, Belichick. Get over yourself. Alex Cora goes to Carlos Belcher and, hey man, you're hitting like 100. Let's figure something out. AJ Hinch, probably in on the deal. Carlos Beltran and Cora are best friends, or good friends. Let's figure out what to help you out. Next thing you know, the whole team wants in on the help, and it becomes a whole thing. The biggest guy that's probably helped was little man Jose Altuve. Could you imagine? And this makes complete sense, and this isn't my own really initial thought because I kind of made me think about it when uh, Fred Toucher here in Boston said it on a local station, the sports hub. How does it that Altuve always can get the muscle to hit crack the ball out of that ballpark every time he wants to, and every big moment? Well, if you know a changeup's coming, you can use everything you got in those little hips of yours, Altuve, and hit the crap out of the ball. So listen for that trash can. Do it. One slaps changeup. Altuve, it's coming. And hit the crap out of the ball. How they did it, we know they did it. Damn cheaters. The bigger thing I want to talk about is the Alex Cora connection to this. Um, first, I guess, pause. A little teaser. We'll get to Alex Cora. Overall thoughts on the cheating scandal. You know, it's funny. My overall thoughts are, why did you have to do it? Because like we both agreed, the Houston Astros have been the most talented team in baseball overall for probably, what, past four or five years? Right around there. So you have all this talent. You're able to bring in pieces. Like when you needed a, a number one pitcher, oh, you just so happened to get Justin Verlander at the trade deadline. You wanted to get a number two? Oh, by the way, you just went out and got Garrett Cole, one of the best National League pitchers. And now he's turned into a stud who I think should have won the Cy Young Award. But that's another story. That's another conversation for a different show. Yeah. Also, what hogwash that was. 
Just that. I, I think Kate Upton had something to do with it. But uh, a little bit there, Katie boy, Katie girl. Hey, uh, can help you out. Just, uh, national. Ba- she's a national baseball writer. Remember that. So okay. she, she knows all the rules in between the lines. Yep, she knows exactly what's going on every second of every game. So as far as the actual scandal goes, again, why why do they have to do it? Like, yes, stealing signs is a part of the game. I know this, you know this, everybody knows this that actually watches baseball and has played or coached or whatever in some aspect been involved with baseball. You really feel that there's a need to stick a camera in center field and bang on a trash can whenever a certain pitch is coming? Why don't you just do it like everyone else? Now, if this was the San Diego Padres or a team like the Texas Rangers or something that have been struggling – then it's like I'm not saying it's justified, but I'm saying okay, makes a little more. Well, no, we care less too. You care less, and it's the sense that okay, they've struggled for so many years now that they're just trying to be somewhat competitive. Well, so, to, to that point too, Al, it goes to when the Red Sox did this, right? Remember the John Farrell iWatch Apple Watch days? That was so like, stupid. Like they cheated, and the same idea. If the Padres do that, if the Texas Rangers do that, if the Pittsburgh Pirates do that, we talk about it. No one cares. They suck. It's over. It's a bigger baseball market. Obviously, the Red Sox are a bigger market than Houston, but like Houston's turned themselves into a really hot baseball market. And, of course, we're going to talk about it because they did it just like the Red Sox did it when John Farrell wore his, his Apple Watch out to, to coach. It, it, I see what you're saying. That was, that was a dumb situation. I don't know why the Red Sox still do that to this day, but whatever. Apple Watch gate. But going back to the actual topic at hand with these cheaters, these Houston cheaters, <clears throat> Don't you just aren't you a little bit perplexed by this? A little bit just confused at the fact that they actually had to go to all this trouble to not only get to the World Series two out of three years, but to win a World Series, losing the seventh game, and also losing the ALCS in a three year span. You probably didn't need to do that to get to where they got. You probably didn't need to do that. It didn't change the results to me enough. Like if they're doing this, don't you think they're doing it? and winning all the time. Like, I feel like if you're actually taping and stealing signs and banging on trash cans to tell people, don't you think you're going to do more than only win, what, one World Series? Yes. Um, you'd think that you figured it out, and you're good enough. Now, granted, honestly, I think the team has the same results with or without steal signing. I, I, oh, in the grand scheme of things, and that, that's the beauty about baseball, right, 162 games, I don't think it changes enough to change where they finish, to change the results, but you think it would have improved it. Right, like I don't think if they stopped, if they didn't do it at all, and we don't talk about this, I don't think they would have been a worse team because we know how talented they are. But you think they'd be better off? You think they'd have more than one World Series? And it sounds like 2017, the year they won the World Series, it was like the core year for this. So if it worked, you'd think you'd keep doing it and it would keep working. I mean, maybe they got wind that it was coming out and they didn't want to do it again. But if you're gonna do it, do it. Do you think that maybe Alex Cora jumping ship to the Red Sox had anything to do with the fact that he thought in the back of his mind maybe he might get caught doing this? Um, I don't think it has anything to do with that, but it might also it might also point out how guilty he was. And I didn't. I you just sparked this in my head, and I, I really love that for you. Did oh boom light bulb moment here, Al. Okay, let's jump to Alex Cora because this is this is what's going off in my head. Um, we all obviously he was part of this. He, the reports are that he was a key cog, right? 2017 was the year he was there. Then he comes here, and the Red Sox are now – obviously, they did well in the World Series. One, do the Red Sox do it? We don't know that yet. Probably yep, not, yep. now we're starting to think that. We start thinking other Red Sox doing that. But also, this shows probably how much of a cog he was in what was going on. 
this shows to me that doesn't Alex Cora become the ringleader of all of this if he's the one that left and now they're not doing it anymore? Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of moving pieces. And Alex Cora seems to now always find himself in the middle of it. And there's a punishment coming at some point, but, man, now there's a lot of spinning angles. Are they still doing it? Was he a key cause? It looks like that. And now are the Red Sox going to do it? Are the Red Sox going to be involved in something like this? Probably not now, um, but if they were doing it and we haven't, they haven't caught yet, they're probably going to stop now. I have a take. Oh God. I have a, I have you start, a bold you, you started with I have a take that's never good I have a bold take if Alex Cora gets found guilty in this with the Astros nothing happens and he keeps his job as manager of the Boston Red Sox however if he gets caught with doing it in Houston and then somehow some way we find out he did it with the Red Sox in 2018 Cora gets fired I agree with the latter, for sure. Um, if, he find, if they find out at all that he did it here, he's gone. Yes. Um, and I don't think that's even a question. Actually, I don't know. Ownership's kind of shady. Maybe they keep him. But the Astros situation, I think something's coming down on him regardless. He was part of it. Um, they're going to chase down individuals. A.J. Hinch and Cora are right up there because they were co- manager and bench bench coach. So I think Cora is going to see a fine if they can show that he was involved, and I think we all know he kind of was. So I wouldn't be surprised if the team gets a fine, AJ Hinch gets a massive fine, especially because he's still there, and Alex Cora gets something. How about a suspension of any sorts? It's really hard to say that might be the case for me because he's on a new team. I think if anyone gets a suspension, it's going to be AJ Hinch because at the end of the day, it's the manager, and it's your job. And you know? and that's and that's all he should get. People out there have been saying that AJ Hinch should be fired. Oh, screw that! If you're not the right, if you're not the leader of this plan, this master plan, why are you going to get? Why is your job in jeopardy? Why are well, you going to be, the one? be fired then? Yes, Corbin. So, like I said, if it was in Houston, no, he's gone. It's whatever. They did what they had to. It happened. It's over with. But if they find out that he did it not only in Houston but he did it in Boston at all, then yes. You have to fire – not have to fire him, but he should be fired. So let's keep this to the Alex Cortai then, Red Sox podcast. What happens to him? They find, they find that he was part of this. He's a key cog. Him and, him and good old friend Carlos Beltran schemed this up. AJ Hinch knew about it. He'll probably get suspended or fined. What happens to Alex Cora here in Boston for the 2020 season? Because we know this is going to wrap up before the season starts. Probably a, a big fine, like you said. And maybe, maybe, huge emphasis on the maybe, somewhat of a suspension. I don't think it's a long suspension. It might be like first couple series maybe, but it's not going to be a huge, significant suspension. I think a fine's coming. Oh, 100% a fine's fine's coming. coming. Um, I think that's all that's coming. Loss of draft picks maybe. Won't be suspended. The Astros are going to lose something here. Um, as a whole, because of, you know, at the end of the day, it's the Houston Astros brand and the ownership and all this stuff. Like, A.J. Hinch will be 1A for getting hit hard, whether it's a suspension or not. But the organization, the Houston Astros, they're getting slammed for this. It's going to be picks. It's going to be um, a lot of money. They're, they're, they they can't make them give up the World Series. But if they could, they do that. This isn't college sports, though. NCAA doesn't rule. Um, so that won't happen. But, yeah, I think – I think the Houston Astros are going to feel the worst of this. Yeah, I mean, the Red Sox aren't going to feel the worst of this because, obviously, they're not the ones that did it. 
So Houston's going to get something bad happen to them. And you watch next year, now that all this stuff is out, they're going to have a little bit of a decline next year. You watch. Especially with losing Garrett Cole, too, because Garrett Cole is gone. No question about it. Oh, dude, he was like bashing Verlander and the and like the, the and like the manager and, and everybody for like not putting him in. He had in the, the board, he had the Boris cap on after the World Series after the World Series ended. Oh, like, right after. It's over. Garrett Cole's gone. He's yeah. probably already in pinstripes. So it, it's. Yeah, I know, but I, I think that's probably the most logical spot for him, yeah. uh, unless you can somehow get him here. God, I would love that. Trade the farm, get him, bring him in. But, you know, I don't want to trade the farm. We're trying to build the farm. You you do whatever you have to do to get Garrett Cole. That means you have to sell more of the farm. You sell more of the farm. Would you trade David Price and Chris Hill for Garrett Cole? Damn it. No. You don't give up any prospects. You don't give up anything. But David Price and Chris Hill are out that door. No. No, I'm not, I'm not trading two for one. Because as good as Garrett Cole is... I would still rather have Price and Sale combined than Garrett Cole. You put the two of them together, that's the top end of the rotation, which they should be regardless. But. Right answer. Right answer. You're not talking. You're not taking crazy pills over there in favor of Garrett Cole. Um, nope. All right. We'll leave it there. We got through a lot. Cheers. Houston Astros. Bombs. Bombs. Uh, a lot coming up, I'm sure. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Baseball moves really slow this time of year. Uh, winter meetings right around the corner getting into the holiday season uh I, one, of, one of one of your co-hosts one of the hosts on the show might be making an appearance at winter weekend oh no, it's not me so i think al just sees himself there so al gets him maybe some snippets and interviews i'm gonna put that pressure on because he's gonna be there um so he can figure that out um we might be back next week it's thanksgiving week so we'll see what me and al have planned probably the week after probably the week, the week after, after. Plan for the week after, because Thanksgiving is just the time for family and food and football, and at that point, baseball shut down anyway. So uh, we can talk. We can come back the week after. I'm going to try to loop in a guest. thought about it for today, but we had a lot to talk about, uh, and he wasn't really 100% on coming on. So I'm going to try to loop in in a couple weeks. And if you want to hear a little bit more about this Astros situation, you can check out my podcast, Legends Lingo. We talked to Dallas Braden, mm-hmm. who just so happened to give us a little insight on what his thoughts are on the situation, so go give that a listen. Okay. Don't forget that. Don't forget our stuff, couchguysports.com. Yep. Uh, end of the triangle, everywhere. You know, Twitter, iTunes, all that good stuff. So, um, you look like you want to say something. Smash that follow button on Twitter. Smash it, smash it, smash it. Do into it. the triangle. Capital I and into capital T and triangle. We need all the followers we can get, so get us to a large number of followers. Please. Do it. Help us have, out. A, have a great Thanksgiving all. I'm just gonna go into the assumption that we're not gonna be on next week. Yeah. Have a great holiday. Talk to you guys after you stuff your faces with turkey. And enjoy all the football. We'll talk then. Go Red Sox.